Chapter Thirty Seven of Whispering Smith by Frank Spearman. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Thirty Seven Wickwire. McLeod and Dixie met them at the porch door. Marion, unnerved, went directly to her room. Whispering Smith stopped to speak to Dixie, and McLeod interposed. "'Bob Scott telephoned the office just now. "'He had a man from Auroville who wanted to see you right away, Gordon,' said he. "'I told him to send him over here. "'It's Wickwire.' "'Wickwire,' repeated Whispering Smith. "'Wickwire has no business here that I know of. "'No doubt it is something I ought to know of. "'And by the way, you ought to see this man,' he said, turning again to Dixie. If McLeod tells the story right, Wickwire is a sort of protege of yours, Miss Dixie, though neither of you seems to have known it. He's the tramp cowboy who was smashed up in the wreck at Smoky Creek. He's not a bad man, but whiskey, you know, beats some decent men. A footstep fell on the porch. There he comes now, I reckon. Shall I let him in in a minute? Oh, I should like to see him. He's been at the ranch at different times, you know. Smith opened the door and, stepping out on the porch, talked with the newcomer. In a moment he brought him in. Dixie had seated herself on the sofa. McLeod stood in the doorway of the dining room, and Whispering Smith laid one arm on the table as he sat down beside it with his face above the dark shade of the lamp. Before him stood Wickwire. The half-light threw him up tall and dark, but it showed the heavy shock of black hair falling over his forehead, and the broad, thin face of a mountain man. "'He's just been telling me that Seagrew is loose,' Whispering Smith explained pleasantly. "'Who turned the trick, Wickwire?' "'Sheriff Coon and a deputy jailer started with Seagrew for Medicine Bend this morning. Coming through Horsehigh Canyon, Murray Sinclair and Barney Rebstock got a clean drop on them, took Seagrew, and they all rode off together. They didn't make any bones about it, either.' Their gang has got lots of friends over there, you know. They rode into Atlantic City and stayed over an hour. Coon tracked them there and got up a posse of six men. The three were standing in front of the bank when the sheriff rode into town. Sinclair and Seagrew got on their horses and started off. Rebstock went back to get another drink. When he came out of the saloon, he gave the posse a gunfight all by himself and wounded two men and made his getaway. Whispering Smith shook his head, and his hand fell on the table with a tired laugh. Barney Rebstock, he murmured, of all men, coward, skate, filler in, Barney Rebstock, stale beer man, sneak, barnyard thief, hit two men, he turned to McLeod. What kind of a wizard is Murray Sinclair? What sort of red-blood toxin does he throw into his gang to draw out a spirit like that? Mary Sinclair belongs to the race of empire builders. By heaven, it is pitiful a man like that should be out of a job. England, MacLeod, needs him, and here he is holding up trains on the mountain division. They're all up in Oroville with the Williams Cash gang celebrating, continued Wickwire. Whispering Smith looked at the cowboy. Wickwire, you made a good ride, and I thank you. You're all right. This is the young lady, and this is the man who had sent you to the hospital from Smoky Creek, he added, rising. 
You can thank them for picking you up. When you leave here, tell Bob Scott to meet me at the wickiup with the horses at eleven o'clock, will you? He turned to Dixie in a gentle aside. I'm riding north tonight. I wish you were going part way. Dixie looked at him intently. You are worried over something, she murmured. I can see it in your face. Nothing more than usual. I thrive, you know, on trouble, and I'm sorry to say good night so early, but I have a long ride ahead. He stepped quietly past McLeod and out of the door. Wickwire was thanking Dixie when unwillingly she let Whispering Smith's hand slip out of her own. I sure wouldn't have been here tonight if you two hadn't picked me up, laughed Wickwire, speaking softly to Dixie when she turned to him. I've known my friends a long time, but I reckon they all didn't know me. I've known you longer than you think, returned Dixie with a smile. I've seen you at the ranch house. But now that we really do know each other, please remember you're always sure of a home at the ranch, whenever you want one, Mr. Wickwire, and just as long as you want one. We never forget our friends on the Crawling Stone. If I may make so bold, I thank you kindly, and if you all will let me run away now, I want to catch Whispering Smith for just a minute. Wickwire overtook Smith in Fort Street. Talk quick, Wickwire, he said. I'm in a hurry. What do you want? Partner, I've always played fair with you. So far as I know, Wickwire, yes. Why? I've got a favor to ask. What is it, money? No, partner, not money this time. You've always been more than liberal with me. But so far, I've had to keep undercover. You asked me to. I want to ask the privilege now of coming out into the open. The jig is up so far as watching anybody goes. Yes, there's nobody to watch any more. They're all to chase, I reckon, now. The open is my kind of a fight, anyway. I want to ride out this manhunt with you. How's your arm? My arm's all right, and there ought to be a place for me in the chase now that Ed Banks is out of it. I want to cut loose up on the range anyhow. If I'm a man, I want to know it. And if I ain't, I want to know it. I want to ride with you after Seagrew and Sinclair and Barney Rebstock. Whispering Smith spoke coldly. You mean, Wickwire, you want to get killed? My partner, if it's coming to me, I don't mind, yes. What's the use, Wickwire? If I'm a man, I want to know it. If I ain't, it's time my friends knowed it. Anyhow, I'm a man enough to work out with some of that gang. Most of them have put it over on me one time or another. Sinclair pasted me like a blackbird only the other day. They all said I'm nothing but a damned tramp. You say I've done you service? Give me a show. Whispering Smith stopped a minute in the shadow of a tree and looked keenly at him. I'm too busy tonight to say much, Wickwire, he said after a moment. You go over to the barn and report to Bob Scott. If you want to take the chances, it's up to you. And if Bob Scott is agreeable, I'll use you where I can. That's all I can promise. You will probably have more than one chance to get killed. End of chapter 37